Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Give Them Lala podcast. I'm your host, Lala Kent. How we doing, Jessica? We are so good, but more importantly, how are you doing? My brain is a tad fried still. I want to get into all of the things, but before we start, I obviously want to take a moment to talk about the six people who lost their lives yesterday in the Covenant School shooting, three of which were little kids, and the fact that this is still happening and I was talking to Sheena and it, you know, now, now I'm a mom and I don't feel like you have to have a kid to be devastated by something like this, obviously. But you start thinking about, I one day am going to have to send Ocean to school and the fact that I don't feel comfortable and I don't think a lot of parents feel comfortable sending their kids to school after Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is, you know, it's happening in churches. It's happening at schools. Nothing is off limits. And I just find it important. I I didn't post on social media. I felt like a lot of people were posting on social media. I didn't quite, this sounds stupid. I didn't quite know, like, even what to say. Um. Like, what is there to say? Like, it shouldn't be happening, but, like, what is the move that we make? How do we fix it? How do we change it? Like, when is enough enough? You know? And at this point, it's 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 so disgusting that it sounds so cliche to say, enough is enough because it's been said so many times. Right, like, what are we going to do? Now what are we going to do? Like we're, we can all post on our social media and I, I think that's beautiful and I it's the reason why I love social media so much. But what are we going to do? Action. But I don't even know what know. to do. I know. Like it's, how do we contribute to ending it? I know. It's, it's, I mean, it's. There are there are action pieces and there are people, bless you all, speaking out about it. Here are the steps we take. And, and I, I, you know, right now I'm just reading up. Every time something like this happens, which it's even heart-wrenching to say, every time something like this happens, because it happens so many times, every time something like this happens, I look, I do the research. I'm like, what are people saying? What are action items? And it's just heartbreaking that we're still here. We're right. still, we're still dealing with this, and it's innocent souls and children and adults who went to school that day. Not you know who knows what was it's going like make on. Make a difference in these kids' lives, yeah. like showing up, thinking it's going to be a completely normal day. This horrendous person who did this was a woman. Mm-hmm. It's two percent of mass shooters across the country are women. 
um, I read that she was a gamer. And this may not be what anyone wants to hear. The gaming freaks me out. I feel like it desensitizes people. And yes, I think we absolutely need to pass gun laws. But I think you have to have a mental evaluation to purchase certain games. I've noticed a pattern of even when I was a young kid and there was a shooting at um, Trolley Square where, where I live, where I grew up. And I was very, very young. And this person was also playing those games where you're shooting at people. And I just don't think that it's a healthy thing to be playing. And, you know, some people can separate like this is a game. But other times I feel like when you sit there and you're doing it over and over and over and over again, it freaks me out. And people may come for me and say it has, you know, it's just a game. It has nothing to do with that. I think there's a lot of things that play into the fact that someone could run up in a school and do something like this. But I'm just trying to wrap my head around it and see how change can be made because we're really not safe anywhere. Nope. I texted, you know, all of the families I used to babysit for and I just I'm thinking about you today in Nashville you know I'm thinking about you today I I love you I hope you're safe the one thing I do have to say about um that church parking lot that church that church that specific church up until um 2020 oh my god (laughs) sorry so thank you um up until 2020, I would go to that church parking lot before I babysat and sit there in my car because I lived in East, East Nashville and that is Green Hills slash Bellmead area. So that's where I babysat and nannied. And up until 2020, a few months before I moved here to LA, I would arrive um, like 20 minutes early to babysit and I had my coffee and there was something about that church parking lot that was so peaceful and I can sit in my car and drink my coffee before going to babysit and just like reflect and pray and get ready for the day and it was always that church parking lot because it was there was something so peaceful about it and when I was you know looking at the photos and videos yesterday and reflecting on those times in that parking lot, I thought, I wonder why I would pick that parking lot literally every morning. And I think it's because, and you know, if you don't believe in this, that's fine, but this is my personal beliefs. I think it's because there were angels all around there. And so it just gave me a sense of, I guess, peace to think, surely those angels were leading those innocent souls up to heaven after that horrific, horrific, um, thing so it's just you know and one of the women I was texting with yesterday her good friend lost her daughter it's just oh my god yeah in that shooting so it's just yeah it's heart-wrenching and my heart goes out to that community it's I mean there are no words there really are no words I wish I had the words but I don't yeah no I I don't either um Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that. And this podcast is going to be interesting today. I still feel like my brain is a little bit fried 
from Thursday's reunion. Last week on the podcast, we were sitting here and I was prepping for the reunion. And it's like crazy. This is where I get funny with time. I'm like, wow, it's already over. I was looking forward to going to Palm Springs and purchasing my home, my first home. That's over. It's like that's time huge, is though. crazy. Bravo housewarming weekend yeah. for you. Yep. Obviously, I want to know all about it. I want to know, as I'm sure your friends do, I we want to know what you can say about the reunion. I did tell you this morning, I saw the look in your eyes on your Instagram video afterwards, and you just looked exhausted physically, emotionally. I'm sure everyone else was. So I want to hear about the reunion. I want to hear about Palm Springs, which is a huge housewarming weekend. That was yes. amazing. The reunion was, it was all of the things. And you know, I I don't want to say, I wasn't directly affected by this. You've got Ariana, who obviously was directly affected by it. She most likely will carry this with her. She won't ever be the same person. There's certain things you experience in your life where, yes, everything kind of molds you into who you are, but there are certain things where you're like, oh, this I will never be the same, whether it's looking at relationships differently. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing that you'll never be the same. You know, my mm-hmm. my whole situation that happened with me, I will never be the same for the better. And I believe that that's what's going to happen to Ariana. You have Sheena, who was best friends with both of them. She's directly affected by it. Um, James, Raquel is his ex-fiance. Katie, the whole, everyone was directly affected by it. For me, we're talking about two people who I really couldn't stand ever. I stomached them, hardly even that. (laughs) Um, But it was, and we're all going to be doing podcasts about this, I'm sure. And everyone's going to talk about their own personal experience with the reunion. For me, I was triggered for many reasons. Took me back to my own situation and how he whose name we shall not mention moved as far as infidelity and the cheating and things like that can is it called infidelity if you're not married I think so I'm gonna google it but I've always called it that okay let me let me look it reminded you know Sandoval reminds me of him and then you know, I just, everything went through my mind, all the projection that Sandoval has put on me for many years, including this season, Raquel, you know, projecting onto me about her shit and calling me these names when she was doing what she was doing. And it all came out in that moment. No one was safe. It was like a bloodbath with words. I... I blacked out. You you did. Oh yeah. Because of emotion, rage, or just because you were nervous and you're like, holy shit, all the, like No, it's not that I was nervous. I only cried one time and you guys will see why I cried, but the rest of the time, I mean, I was in fight mode. Like when I said I'm ready to eat, I was eating. You were. I completely I felt like a lion who had just made the most epic kill for the rest of my crew. What do they call a lion tribe? What is it? Pride. Like, I felt like 
I was with my pride and we had wildebeest for days. <laughs> okay. Like a lot of I us. I know that sounds insane, but that's literally, no. like that is how I felt. I mean, I can picture it. So that's a great, you know, picture. Have you done your Mother's Day shopping yet? Friendly reminder, use Rakuten. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while you shop. And this week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cashback event of the entire year. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores. I'm talking Adidas, Splendid, Ray-Ban, Elf Cosmetics, Dermastore, Lego, Stanley, and even Dyson. New Dyson vacuum for me and the new house. Yes, I am treating myself and enjoying some serious cash back. I love seeing those Rakuten cash back deposits in my PayPal account. Rakuten will also send you a check if you don't have PayPal. So join the 15 million members, including me, who are already saving with Rakuten. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You will not see higher cashback rates than these. So go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I have been very transparent with you guys about my hair struggles between the pregnancy hormones and bleaching it all the time. I have been having some serious hair issues. And now with baby number two on the way, I'm already being proactive about my hair thanks to Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And I am definitely one of those people. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. You can take the Nutrafol hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Because I know we are all different and we're on different hair journeys. Nutrafol makes building a hair growth routine super easy. Purchase online, no prescription required. You get free shipping and automatic deliveries so that you never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Give Them Lala listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code LALA. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LALA. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LALA. Question, because I'm sure everyone else has read this too. I've read a a few things, and if you could speak on them, great. Number one, I read that you and James were like, I don't know if I read, basically you and James were like the loudest, most emotional angry ones that is true okay that is true number two I read that Ariana was relatively calm for it being what I mean done to her you know she was calm she stayed seated the whole time but she was samurai sorting these motherfuckers with with her oh yeah it was like amazing incredible to just watch and see her just empowered when I was watching her. I was like, this, I don't want to say this is the Ariana that I 
recognize because she's obviously hurting. But when this is the Ariana that she deserves to be this person where it's like you fucked up and now you get to see what it's like to be on my bad side. There's something about a chick and we're not calling them scorned. We're not calling them emotional. They're chicks with a fucking voice. And now you're not safe. And I loved her post where she said, what doesn't kill me better run. Yes, bitch. That was so good. Yes, bitch. That was <laughs> so good. Did you, because I've read mixed reports, did anyone, or you can just speak on this for yourself, get physical or get to the point where it was about to get physical and then security had to step in? Yes, that did happen. I was not about to get physical. I'm not really a physical person. I mean, I did push Kristen that one time. I don't want to say it's not in me, but again, it goes back to like, this is why I'm sober because I have done things when drinking that I wish I would not have done. But I think the reunion is going to be crazy for people to watch. It was a mind fuck. I loved having a group of people who weren't looking at me saying that wasn't very nice Lala and instead they were like toot tooting away with me on my same train but you know we we go on break and Schwartzy said to me you know he Sandoval feels this that and the other about you like you don't you're big talk but you don't act on what you say and I said if I were to act on it on what I say and back up what I say, then I'm catching a case. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> Ain't nobody put me in the slammer for my words. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. So this, this is all you get are my words because anything more than that, I'm catching a case and I don't want to deal. All right? I'm in the family court system. I'm not trying to be in the criminal justice system. Mm-mm. I know two, about two weeks ago on the podcast or three, whatever, I said, I really hope that you go into the reunion and you're able to discuss what you've gone through, that Katie's able to discuss what she's gone through. We know that the most talked about topic right now is Scandaval, mm-hmm. but are you able to say, were you, were there any sort of diving into that or is that save it for the reunion? We'll see. No, I think you're obviously going to have to watch the reunion, but... It's weird because last week on the podcast, I was saying, you know, a whole season happened before all of this and everyone's storyline is equally as important and needs to be discussed. But then we get there and we couldn't keep it out of our mouths because the whole season really doesn't even matter because this one thing kind of took that, like, from my perspective and what I've always thought And what's been put out there now, you guys will watch the reunion and see. And once it airs, I'll be able to share all the behind the scenes of what maybe didn't make it. But I've always thought like Schwartzy was the decoy. If he didn't um, know that it was going on, he claims that he only he just found out. But I feel like I'm calling bullshit. He had his hands over his eyes saying in order for you to not see what was right in front of you. And also just little things that I I just felt like everything led up to, holy shit, I cannot believe that these two people could say the things they were saying to everyone. 
Katie, take accountability. Lala, you need to be real. All of these things. And then behind the scenes, they're doing what they're doing. That to me is a very sick human being. And you guys are going to be shocked. From an entertainment standpoint, we killed it. We killed the season. We killed the reunion. But take that out of it. I mean, this is real life. Everyone was extremely triggered walking into that room. It was within seconds that it was explosive. Yeah. Like James and I could not stop. I was out of my seat. My mom asked me like what happened and I said, I don't even know. I don't even know. And it's scary for me to, like, these are the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. Like, these are scary motherfuckers. I don't want to be around people who move that way. And I'm interested to see, because again, I've read that we we shot the reunion. It was five hours of taping. But you have to remember, the second we arrive, like, in from the time we get out of the car, a camera is on all of us. So I, my call time was 8.30. I got up at 4 a.m. to start. I did my own face. Bradley came to do my hair. I got there at 8.30 and cameras were rolling. So cameras were rolling from the time everyone arrived to the time we left, which we got out of there at like 7? Question. Oh, my God. On – because you obviously have to have a break, right? Do you have like lunch a lunch break, break? And then we get like five minutes here and there. Okay. Two things. Again, speak on if you, if you can. Number one, lunch break. Was it like this is like Lala, basically the entire crew, the entire cast sitting together. And then on the other side of the building, it was Sandoval and Raquel. That's my first. And my second is the fucking photos talked about around the world. Raquel and Sandoval outside looking like a couple, like sitting down Sandoval venting about something, bitching about something to one of the producers. They're in black, so I'm assuming they changed into that during lunch to like not get anything on their clothes. But do you have anything to say about either of that? The first, I don't know where Sandoval, Schwartz, and Raquel were even placed. Like I only saw them when we were on the floor, on the stage. Wow. I don't know where they ate lunch. But yes, it was the the rest of us were at a table. Cameras were on us. We ate together, talked some shit. Clearly, Sandoval was upset about something. He, I, Sandoval's a narcissist. Okay, it's the same reason why he wanted producers to reshoot his first scene with Raquel. He didn't. He didn't think it would make him look good. It's all about. I can do dirty shit, but the public can't know. Mm. I know all about that. I know all about that. And by the way, at the reunion, he was throwing daggers at all of us, trying to bring up a lot of different shit. And I told, I said to everyone, I want you to watch what he's doing right now. This is, he's the same as my ex, all right? His ship is sinking. He's going to try his hardest to get everyone else's to sink first. This is a dangerous person. He's going to pull out some crazy shit. You got skeletons? He's bringing them out right now. Scary, scary person. That is scary. And then he and Raquel were outside. I'll I'll save whether they're in a relationship, not in a relationship. You guys will find out during the reunion, if not before then, because there's a leak, but the leak ate me. Um, but I did notice that they went to Musso and Frank's after Raquel mm-hmm. and Sandoval did. And it's just, 
the only reason I keep bringing it back to myself is because experience, right? When you're watching someone who thinks they're moving in a way where like no one can ever catch me and no one's going to understand how I move. But then you've dealt with someone, you've been in that situation and seen how someone who someone moves the exact same way. It's just interesting. So I'm bringing it back to me because I've experienced this level of crazy before. But they went out to dinner and it was the same place that he took Ariana to for their anniversary back in, I think it was January. That's where they went. And, you know, they just have these same patterns. The same, it's like you can't teach, what is it? You can't teach an old dog new New tricks. But just like seeing the pattern of behavior and it's like, wow, you're really a fucking one trick pony here, right? Oh, Raquel's been elevated. They no longer go to these like little places like my ex loved to do sportsman's lodge oh all right i'm noticing a pattern he took ariana to musso and franks or whatever now he's been outed raquel's been upgraded she's no longer the mistress she's whatever she is or isn't we're taking her to musso and franks for a bottle of wine and some oysters it's just the level of insanity if you're a normal person you sit there and go that's not how it's working he, th- that means nothing. He eats there. He likes that place. No. This is a calculated person who moves this way and they don't even fucking realize they move that way because it's so normal to them. But you, and I'm just saying this because you said it earlier on, you were on Jeff Lewis this morning. You, that's why you were able to call it. That's why you were able to say, hey, I'm seeing something and you'll see it all uh, or whatever. You'll see some of it on uh, episodes later on in season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. But that's why, because you st- you saw the patterns. And I know you mentioned, again, on Jeff Lewis, you said Katie said something about we've got the – what would you say about the seats? Because I loved that. Katie said on Watch What Happens Live, you know, Lala and I are sitting in the cheap seats. Yes. Like we're not even in it and we're seeing things that are weird. Because Katie and I only had like a handful of – situations that were like, eh, pump mm. the brakes, hold up. And to the outside world, it's like, no, that's what friends do. But it was the tiniest little like nuances that you'd go, something ain't right. Cut to where we are now. And the friend group is like, I can't believe that these red flags weren't seen. The time that we walked in and Raquel and Sandoval were in a room under the covers and we just thought, oh, they're closed. They're, they wouldn't be doing it in plain sight. And I'm like, this is what's so crazy is when you're tunnel vision and you're in it, you you don't see the red flags. And a lot of people asked me after, like, did you call Ariana or anyone else out for not seeing red flags the way most of them called you out at last year's reunion? Did you talk about how she, you know, hooked up with Sandoval while he was with Kristen? And I said... I didn't even bring that up. No one else did either because that didn't feel good. Like last year when I was, let's call it like it is, I was victim shamed pretty heavily. But I 
I'm tough. Like I knew that that was coming, but I certainly didn't want to do that to Ariana. Like her heart is hurt. She is most certainly a victim in this. She didn't see the red flags because I get it. You were in it. You were tunnel vision and you don't expect the person that you're sleeping next to who you love and adore to do that to you. And you most certainly don't expect your best friend to be doing that to you. That's the one thing that I know I've seen talk back and forth about like, you know, was Raquel... Do you think Tom Sandoval convinced Raquel, it's fine, we're, I'm in an open relationship. And I've, I've seen talk about that, and I think you have a really good viewpoint on that, which is, if you don't mind speaking on that, what are your thoughts on some people are like, it, you know, there's rumors Tom Sandoval convinced Raquel this was okay. If Raquel wasn't best friends with Ariana, because I just don't see how you could do that to your best friend. You know, like girls are supposed to, that's who you lean in on when the dude does you dirty. So let's say that Raquel was just some girl. She was still Raquel, but she wasn't in the group or whatever. Like I get it. Shit happens. I believe that Sandoval groomed her. You believe that now or you believe that if she wasn't if best friends? If she wasn't best friends with okay. Ariana, I would say you groomed this girl. But you don't believe that because she's best friends. It's like you're dirty. You did it to your best friend. You d- So there's no excuse for that. Like Ariana made it very, very clear they're not in an open relationship. If they were, do you really think that they would have kept that a secret? Yeah. And the one person that would have known that to be true is Raquel because she was best friends with her. Right. Like, yes, she's dumb as rocks. She's dumb as dumb. Like, you're going to see. You're going to see on this reunion. And so many people are saying, why is Raquel taking the brunt and Sandoval's not getting much heat? Sandoval is getting a lot of heat. And again, if Raquel weren't Ariana's best friend... I would say as well, like, hey, like, we, we got to shift here. The only person that can wreck a home is the person that has the home, right? But I, I can't wrap my mind. I'm thinking of people, women who I'm extremely close to. I cannot imagine banging their man and then, like, allowing my friend to confide in me about her relationship while – while I'm fucking the dude the whole time. Like, you guys are going to see as the season goes on, and I'm trying to, like, censor myself a bit. So if I'm getting jumbly or not making sense, just keep in mind, it's like my mind is working and actively saying, like, reel it in here. Okay, you can share that. No, reel it in here. Right. I don't want to get in trouble. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I've seen the whole season and it is your jaw is going to be on the floor. Like even Andy, when he arrived, Katie and I saw him as we were coming out of the bathroom and he was like, I cannot believe the season. Like he was gobsmacked. Well, he, he talked about it on his stories, which I was keeping up with, which funny side note, he was like, I was on the plane. I was watching the entire rest of the season of Vanderpump and nobody around me. You bet your ass, if I was in coach, if I was in the last seat and I saw Andy get on the flight with that laptop and open it up, I'm, have you ever seen Bridesmaids where she like puts the sunglasses on and like disguises herself? Of course. That's me. I'm disguising myself to look like a stewardess. I am just, I'm going to watch the rest of the season. I mean, I can't even wait. It's hard not to sneak onto your laptop. I'm like... Wow. I tried to go back. So now the link expires. So like once okay. we watch it, it's like, you saw it. Now it's going <laughs> bye-bye. So I wanted to watch again last night. We haven't seen the final episode. Mm. So anything that we filmed when cameras went back up, I haven't seen that part. I've only seen the finale episode. Well, what was supposed to be the finale episode. And I said this on Jeff Lewis the other day. Had this not happened... Raquel would have won the whole season. Really? There are moments where you're watching her. Now you watch her and you're like, wow, you're sick. You're fucking sick. But if you go into a place where you can forget that all of this happened, you would watch that and be like, wow, my heart goes out to her. She is finding herself. She has found her voice. Like, really, you would. You would be very torn. Like, did she fuck up by kissing Schwartz? Was it dirty? Or, like, is this just a girl who's like, you know what? I'm fucking doing me, man. Like, I've been through a lot of stuff. I've had, like, a cookie-cutter life from the time I was a child. And now I just want to, like, get out there and be free and not worry about it. This is my group of friends. I like them. I don't fuck with you guys. Sorry if I made it seem like I did fuck with you guys. It's just beyond. Like, it's hard to even talk about because I don't even know what to say. That being said, do you look back at any of the moments? Let's take Scandival out of it. Do you look back at any of the moments with Raquel if Scandival never happened and think, eh, I should, I, sh- I could have eased up or I should have been? Would it, like how? Or are you like absolutely not? I, sh- I was exactly how I should have been. My responses, all of it. So I don't know if this will make it into the reunion. I'm going to say it now because it's not like a that big of a deal. But there was a time. This was. Years ago, I was still drinking. We were in Vegas with my mom, my dad, um, a few other people, James and Raquel. And I remember sitting there and this was brought up season at Seven Seasons Reunion where James was obviously heavily drinking and called me the C word. My dad was so upset he left the table. Um, But when James, after everything had like, blown up and James and Raquel left the table 
My mom said to me, and this had to have been 2017. Mm -hmm. My mom said to me, I do not like that Raquel. I get a bad vibe from her. She moves like a snake. I want you to be careful. And so my mom basically co-signed. And my mom, I like her word is like gold to me. And your mom also loves everyone. My mom so. loves everybody. <laughs> everybody. So when she, especially now, when she tells me I don't get a good vibe, I'm like, eh, I'm pumping the brakes. You're staying over there. But she said that to me in 2017. And I just, it was almost like she just co-signed on like the way Raquel triggered me so much. I just didn't like her. And everyone was like, she's so sweet. And I'm like, no, something is off. Like she's fucking stupid, but she's moving weird. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I always felt it. So even if this didn't happen, like I still was like, I don't like you that much. And I'm really fucking trying. Because we did have a moment of maybe like a week or two where we really were getting along and and bonding over our traumas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people talk about why I told her about James and I. You guys are going to die at the reunion, what she says. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> like, I literally, I look at James and I was like, skirt, hold up. She's fucking insane. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. But the reason why I told her, and you guys don't see this, and I even talked to one of our producers, and I, I just asked him, because I love doing Vanderpump Rules, and there's things that are a part of my story that are are big, that I don't feel always makes it onto camera, which is fine. Like our editors do a fantastic job of editing. But I just wanted to know, like, is my sobriety journey, like, not, is it not something that you guys are interested in? Do you feel like it's too heavy? Is it boring? Because I feel like I talk about it, but it's usually cut out. It kind of ends with, I'm sober. And that just means like, oh, she's she doesn't drink anymore. And it's like, no, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Like I'm in a program. It's like my, the, the not picking up a drink is like just the cherry on top of everything. And I also brought up, I was like, because you have to remember, like I do, interv I do interviews and there's a lot of things I say. And then I watch the, the episode and I'm like, wow, that is definitely different than <laughs> how I pictured it in my mind. <laughs> Right. And I also said, like, do you guys also like people being on the fence of is she a mistress or was she not a mistress? Because I'm like, I feel like I've been very transparent. And it's still when I watch it, it's like I'm it's like they enjoy it looking like. Was she or wasn't she? You know, it's a, like a kind of a mind fuck. So. I love the way they edit, but because I have control over the podcast, I will say that what didn't make it into these episodes is talking to Raquel, and this was off camera as well as on camera. There were things that I spoke about, you know, with her off camera, and then it may have come up while filming, but... Raquel and I had many conversations, and I remember this one vividly, and this entire scene got cut out maybe it just wasn't that interesting but I was telling her you know I replay the way that I've treated you in my mind a lot and I have to let it go like I I want to apologize to you for all of my wrongdoings and if you choose to take it on like that's on you but it's basically step work okay 
And I did this with her off camera as well as on camera, and it never made it in. The whole reason why I told her about it, and we've spoken about this before on the podcast, was because of the friendship we were forming. I needed to come clean with her, even though it was uncomfortable. Every single move I make, and even if it doesn't make sense to you, you're not my sponsor. You don't help keep me sober. So like, I don't really give a fuck what you think. You can try to sit here and pull out certain situations and well, you acted like this, well, you did this when you were sober. I don't give a fuck, okay? Unless you're in the program, practicing, you know how difficult it is. Your opinion and your thoughts, shove them up your ass. I don't give a fuck what you think. Mm-hmm. So those were the moments that Raquel and I had off camera was like very much my sobriety is dependent on me not having to hold on to secrets, especially if we're trying to move forward in a friendship and I know these certain things. And by the way, I, she did not care, Jessica. She did not care. Did you and talk? It still ab- brings it up at the reunion. And what she says, I was like, somebody give this bitch a lobotomy. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Well, it's, what else does she have? What you else give does she someone have? a lobotomy, right? Someone gives someone a lobotomy. Yes. Isn't I it would like think. where they and take by the, the brain way, or something? Yeah. And by the way, infidelity is, I know we're going back, but just so you guys know, the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or other sexual partner. So you are using it right. Okay. It says um, a surgical operation involving, in, involving incision into the prefrontal lobe of the brain. So, yes. She's crazy. Well, here's my question. Did you guys discuss it? Was the actual first time you told her, which I think it was. It was on camera. Okay. Good. And then we talked about it 151 times since that moment where it was no big deal. Lala, I appreciate it. And I'm so proud of your sobriety. And you know what? I'm so grateful that you told me. It was like somebody after after Vegas, somebody give this bitch 17 caravans for all her personalities. That's the only way we're getting her back to L.A., all right? She's a lot of different people in compacted into one tiny SpongeBob SquarePants looking bitch. Like, for real. Enough is enough. Not SpongeBob. <laughs> don't be, don't bring SpongeBob don't into this. SpongeBob. Do you think she's always been this way or do you think she grew this way like ever since she came on to the scene which was season four right I think she has a lot of self-hate do you think it grew that way because of like LA and like seeing yourself talked about as soon as you're on a reality show you're you're consuming all of this hatred about you no matter what you're gonna get hate do you think she grew into that person or do you think it's kind of always been there no I think it's someone who craves other people's validation and it comes in the form of men and you're going to see throughout this season we've had these conversations I pinned this girl I knew it and someone like Raquel should never do reality TV Mm. I mean as for for her own like mental well-being you got to step into reality TV and yes you're going to have insecurities but you better know how to put up the wall and get real unaffected very quickly It'll eat you alive. Like if if I allowed myself to let the outside world know like Lauren from Utah, I would be in the fetal position never to return again. There's no fucking way. Really? No way. Because even when I'm out like being vulnerable and like a normal, being normal and not, you know, with my shield on and my armor, I'm still very, very guarded. 
Yeah. I love Lauren from Utah. That's my girl. I love Lala Kent too, though. I love them both. I love them both too because they're both who I am, you know? <laughs> but no, that I mean, that's a great point. I I mean, you never really do it. Did you ever feel like you got close, close, close with her? No. Or, and thank God, always- look at what she does to people who are close to her. I'm so glad I was fucking vicious to her for so long. Mm. Because look at what you do to the people you care about. Man. Mm -mm, You ain't getting close to me. I'm going to let you know you're dumb. I'm going to let you know you's a stupid bitch. I'm going to let you know all this. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. I never. Yeah. Even like when she came and did the Bambi eyed bitch photo shoot. And then. Oh my God. I was talking about this to Kyle the other day. When she came to Ocean's first birthday. Mm -hmm. At Brittany and Jax's. Mind you. She was not invited. invited. She was not invited. (laughs) She just came and like posed in front of all the things and posted for it. Hilarious. But I had never, like, you know, her working with you or anything we ever scheduled with her and you, I was never, she just didn't really talk to me, and that's fine. Um, But she, it was after the reunion, so it was after her and James broke off their engagement. And I remember she walked, Kyle was, like, standing in the corner by himself at a table, and she walked up to him and just started talking to him. Like, and I was like, damn, this girl never talks to me, and she is talking his ear off. (laughs) And I walked up to him, and I was like, how was that? And he's like, she is a really nice girl. And I'm like, what? Wow. Mm-hmm. I have been around her like four times. She's never talked to me. And she just talks your ear off. And he was like, she is so nice. And now he's like, oh, God. Oh, man. She seemed like an angel, but obviously not. You like, know what it all solidifies, though? Huh? Because I, I, you're, you watch and like you got Sandoval, who's like, she's so nice and like co-signing on her super hard. Granted, they were fucking the whole time. Yeah. Then you got Schwartz who's like, she's so deep and she's like really like so cool. I like her. And it's like, oh, it, men really do like stupid chicks. They really love it. You got a voice. You become terrifying to a man. She's emotional. Yep. She's a bitch. No, you just don't like the fact that I see you for who you are. Yeah. Or does she also... She may open up to men. Like you just said a few minutes ago, she seeks validation from men. So maybe she does. She gets around a man and she opens up and she has a... And look, that's a good quality to open up, but not if you're going to use it to... But I also um, have... Like when some when a girl says to me, like, I'm a guy's girl. Like I, I bond with the boys. I'm like, red flag, red flag everywhere. How do you <laughs> not bond with a chick? And mm-hmm. you're a chick. Yeah. Something that's a red flag. Julia Fox, she said, if you're a woman and all the men around you like you and get along with you, something's wrong with you. Oh, I like that. And I agree. I fully agree. Oh, that's a great point. Yes. Wow. It freaks me out. It really does. Um, Let's talk about last week's episode. Just I, I know everyone's kind of, oh, by the way, I wanted to talk about this real quick because we were playing Cards Against Humanity in Palm Springs. In Palm Springs. Okay. And um, Jamie, our amazing vegan, Jamie Lynn, who's best friends with Sheena, could not stand the game. And she was like, I would, I just want to ask, like, let's do one, one round of fuck, marry, kill. And her fuck, marry, kill, she said she saw it on Instagram, was Trader Joe's, Costco, or Target. <laughs> I need to know now what you chose. Okay. And why? 
I chose to, because someone's got to go. I got to kill somebody. So I guess I'll kill Trader Joe's, even though I love their cookie butter cookies. I would marry Costco, Mm because Costco, she wife material. Mm -hmm. Target, I'm fucking, because that's like the mistress. Like, I'm going to Target. I'm going to Target and I'm making a haul. I could play that game for hours with things like that, with like stores or like food or like brands. Like I could do that. Way more fun. By the way, you put me in Best Buy or Target for 24 hours, I'm blowing through all my money. You are? Oh, blowing through all my money. Best Buy? Yeah, I had to go to Best Buy in Palm Springs to get TVs for the bedrooms. Okay, but I read online that you bought the house furnished. I did. I bought it furnished, but for some reason they didn't have any... TVs. And by the way, the people I bought it from, this was their fourth home. Oh my so God. they were rarely there. Yeah. It was in excellent condition. I mean, fantastic condition. I was shocked. Not a mark on the wall. Love it. But they only had a TV in the front room, which I guess is normal. Most people that you talk to who are like super healthy and get REM sleep every single night, they never have, they never have TVs in their bedrooms. But that don't work for me. Like I got to have Seinfeld before I go to bed. They did leave me all of their books, and I had a heyday. Books? Yes. Like fiction, nonfiction? What are we talking? Um, a lot of murder mysteries, <gasps> fiction. That's a lot of shit. New York Times bestsellers. Amazing. Stassi's was not a part of this collection, mm. which was kind of a bummer, but that's okay. Um, so before I got the TVs in, which I left on Monday, they hung on Monday, so I didn't even get to enjoy it, but I did get them all set up. So when I go back this weekend, I can... Click it on, watch my Seinfeld. Yeah. But yeah, you put me in either of those stores blowing through all the cash in the world. Mine, <laughs> yours, your mom's. Done. Did Brock hang your TVs? No. Oh, okay. I hired a handyman. He was so sweet. Loved Aww. him. I know. I know. By the way, Best Buy, Geek Squad wanted to charge $700 to hang the TVs. Um, <gasps> No. Geek Squad. I'm a big Task Rabbit gal. I think Task Rabbit? Yeah, that, I sent your mom that website. For, to use in Palm Springs. I don't know if they have people out there, but... Can I tell you? What? The neighbor came over and brought me a candle and was like, I wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood. I was like, come again? <laughs> That's like, I've been in LA town for, shit. Yeah, I've been, in, I've been in LA for 10 years. Not once has anyone come over to like welcome me anywhere. In Utah, all the time. All the I used time. to have to go with my mom. Like the neighbors moved in. We're going to take them this, that, and the other. And I'm Fucking like... Casserole. A casserole. <laughs> Fucking casserole. Fucking casserole. Right? Oh so, my God. Also, Leo's the funniest person in the fucking world. The Gusbins? The Gusbins give me life. They came with me this weekend. Love it. They're just so easy. Like you say, I come to Palm Springs, by the way, we're going to be running errands all the time. They're like, great, fabulous. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> great. Amazing. They're just like five star. I know. I love I them. I love my gaze more than anything in the world. But we were playing this game, the flip game with the heads up or whatever. And we were talking about LimeWire. And if anyone remembered LimeWire. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. And Leo was like, oh, there was a time where my dad was like trying to get on his computer. And you know, LimeWire fucks every computer up. And my dad was like, why is the internet so slow? Why is the dial tone taking forever? And he was like, um, I was sitting there going between the gay porn and the LimeWire. Like, you're <laughs> fucked. Wait, that was Leo or Logan? Leo? Leo, he's so funny. Uh, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying that, but it was just hysterical. I fucking love that. Oh, that's so fun. LimeWire was the shit. All of my, but do you remember some of your songs? Like most of my songs had like, like 
DreBeats.com. 100%. They all did. (laughs) They all did. But there's so many songs that I had on my like old school iPod that I still remember that I can't get on On iTunes. On iTunes. Weird. Like songs that people (gasps) probably like mashed together and said put it on LimeWire and I just happened to find it. SoundCloud or Spotify has But like if you put your headphones in, it only played through one (laughs) headphone, you know, or it was like one lyric was on here and then like the chorus was in the other. It's like. That's so funny. Speaking of remixes, that guy who remixed Send It to Daryl. Are you kidding me? Send it to to Daryl. Boom. It was epic. So good. What was it? Zach, Zach something music? I don't know. It was was so good. Five star and shout out to my Send It to Daryl hoodies because I I took I did the 20% down on my house which I made back already with the freaking sweatshirt so I want to say thank you all to or for ordering the send it to Daryl hoodies also the LA Times did an article on Daryl because of send it to Daryl Daryl that came out on Thursday like the morning of the reunion Daryl's the shit Daryl's the shit you you've got a badass team Daryl's incredible. I feel very protected, very happy. I feel after I have an interview tomorrow for Vanderpump. But for me, it's like season's over, time to hibernate until we, God willing, get another season. I feel good about that other season. Well, it's crazy to think that everyone else, like you guys, my friends, are only going to see episode eight tonight. And I feel like I've lived a million lifetimes since episode Seven. The fact week. that the reunion is not going to air for what seven weeks, eight weeks. Oh no, we're so episode. It's seven. I believe we have fourteen episodes, maybe fifteen, plus the reunion. I mean, we got a minute. We got a minute. Woo. We'll be uh, living a different life by then. Oh yeah, we'll be beheading <laughs> each other for a whole new set of things. Oh my god! By the time we hopefully pick cameras up again, I'm kind of remembering what last week's episode was. I know Raquel called me a mistress bimbo last week, correct? Yep, she sure did. In her six-inch heels and wet seal-looking fucking bikini and her precision eyeliner (laughs) in the 109-degree heat in Valley Village. I was like, what are you doing? I'm the mistress bimbo in my neon flats and a linen jumper. Come again? Uh, I I know. And then her standing there creeping into the conversation. I was like, I'm done. Bye. What the fuck? Breathing over your shoulder. I was like, what is she doing? If you guys want to sit there and be like, like Chihuahua followers, what the fuck are you talking about? Get away from us. You're stupid. Like all of her comebacks. I'm like, why do you even try? And then her interview, standing up to Lala Ken, I was like, that's standing up to someone. Oh. I know. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like literally I blacked out during this episode too. This. Did I make any sense? This podcast episode? This podcast episode. Fantastic. It was fantastic. My mind, like, I don't even know how you I'm going to do. You made all the sense in the world. I don't even know how I'm going to do Amazon Live and like oh. not short circuit. Not Amazon Live. I know. Mm. You'll be great. Mm, mm, mm. You'll be great. Anyway, y'all, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode. I'm super excited. I'm going to go watch it at Sheena's house. We're going to have like a little get together, play with the babes. Um, I love you all. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Give Them Lala podcast. Thank you for dealing with my uh, brain fog and I will catch you next week. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.